0: Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, leadership and social issues. We want to engage in ideas and what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. For more information, please visit our website philipfletcher.org and now the Humanity Matters Podcast. All righty, Virtue Ethics, part two, part two. All right, so we are investigating uh, the third of these major moral theories we've been looking at, we looked at utilitarianism, we looked at the ontology, and this week we're looking at virtue ethics. Our thought that is shaping us is a quote from Aristotle, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but it is a habit. A habit. It's a habit. So, briefly, so utilitarianism focuses on consequences. It's consequentialism, it's the outcome. It's right, the decision was right based off of the outcome, producing the greatest amount of happiness for the greatest good or the common good. Then we spent some time on the ontology, Immanuel Kant, categorical imperative, that what is right is based off of theory of duty or obligations or principles, right? Maybe it's a duty or obligation that was formed by family, duty or obligation, principles formed by religion, whatever. All right, the focus is not on the consequences. It is, I'm doing this right thing because it's in align with the duties and obligations that have been passed down to me. And now we are at virtue, the theory of a character-based approach to morality in which a human being acquires virtue through practice, practice, practice. So it's not just a singular act, But it is something that is done repeatedly. So Aristotle is saying this is excellence. It is a right decision because you're making it in line with your character. And as you are doing these things, you are acquiring virtue. You are being a moral being. So we're going to apply some of this. So Aristotle talks about this mean. What does virtue mean? All right. So as you can see on uh, the screen, we have the virtue and then we have the extremes. All right. To the left, we have what would be called the deficiency. And to the right, we would have what would be called the excess. All right. In the middle is the virtuous mean. All right. So courage is the virtue. For Aristotle, the major virtues were courage, patience, justice, wisdom. There's others, generosity, and the like. We'll explore some of those. But for this first one, we're looking at courage. What's courage? Somebody. Anybody? A rough definition. so, yeah. I think it's an, act, it's an act, like the ability to do something without thinking about maybe the consequence or the later um, action, but doing it within, like, with courage, yeah. with act. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Somebody else? I think courage is being able to stand in the face of adversity. Okay. Yes with an addendum. So, courage, yes, is the ability to face something, speak, act in such a way, right? But it's an act that is not one time, all right? But it's something that's done repeatedly when you're in the midst of some type of experience that would evoke some level of anxiety or fear, all right? Now, under virtue ethics, to act that way on a consistent basis, in line with who you are, would be considered virtuous. You know what I'm saying? You said something, right? Without thinking, right? So that would place us moving us from the mean to an extreme. Why? All right? So this moves us to rashness, all right? I am standing outside on the sidewalk. I know that the four of you are in here. The building is on fire, right? I walk down and I just immediately run in. I have not thought about, has the fire department been called? I have not thought about that there's no alarms going off. I have not thought about, where are the four you at in this building? It's on fire. That would be considered rashness. Why? Because with courage, courage does not negate the activity of thinking, of considering all the variables that are coming along. Let's move back Tuesday, right? Remember the robbery? that happens at the bookstore, mm-hmm. right? Then we went through what a utilitarian would do, what a deontologist uh, would do for the virtue ethicist, one who is practicing courage. I am looking at the individual who's got the bookstore held hostage, right? And in that moment, when I'm in the store, I am assessing what. What would I be assessing before I act? And what can you provide to help yeah, to the situation? Okay. To not do what we've done, To not the best we've done, Take the course. Okay. Maybe even before that. Even before trying to disarm him or her. Right? As a virtual person? Yes. I'm standing there. Well, you're you're trying to figure out if you should do it. First okay. Time, right? And what is leading me to that ultimate... Your morality. Okay, yes. But what am I going through? Uh What is my decision-making process? So Mm -hmm. I understand, now, here's something. From a military background, right? Mm -hmm. And a person who has a lot of experience with firearms, I'm looking at what type of weapon does the individual have? Mm -hmm. Does the individual actually even have a magazine in the weapon? Mm -hmm. Right? Because there are those who fake it. Is it actually a real weapon, right? Does it look like the individual is holding, like, you going like this? Okay. More than like, like, you probably this one, right? Is he going like this? Okay. Now I also understand his emotional or her psychological state. They're nervous. They're anxious. They may actually do something that's actually dangerous, right? Or they're actually not about to do anything. Other things I'm thinking, where is everybody in this room? Remember I said some of y'all cowering in the corner, right? (laughs) The other young girl who works down at the thing, she's all blubbering and crying, and she's like, "Ah, just take it all, right? All these things are happening. It is at that moment, once I've made this, once I've assessed all the information, and it's happening like this, I act, everybody outside is like, dang, Dr. Fletcher, he acted. But I'm also saying, say. I was scared shitless. Right? But I also know why am I acting this way? Because it is consistent with my moral character, my valuing of human life. life. Secondly, it's not your property, it's the school's property. Right? Take your dollar out your pocket and buy your Swiss roll, or let me give you a dollar, give me the gun, right, let me persuade. But if I were to go like this, right, come here Travis. Travis got the gun, right? The bookstore's right here, right? Yeah, right here, right, He he got the girl, right? And I just walk in, and I'm like, hey! the Travis just shoots me, right? Yeah, so. Right? That is rashness. Someone would say, why did Dr. you do that? Now he's just laying on the floor in a puddle of blood. Right? Ain't nobody talking about courage. <laughs> why did he think before he did that? You see that? Thank you, sir. So what do I mean? So the, for virtue ethics, there is this mean. You know, Does virtue mean? On one side is the excess. On the other side is the deficiency, cowardice. Same scenario. Shantae walks in, sees what's going on. Travis has got the bookstore held up. She walks in. She says, (laughs) "It's not my problem. (laughs) It's not my problem." Or the society that we're living in right now. Right? Yeah. As if you're doing something, right? Maybe the evidence could be taken, right? You know, the person can be prosecuted. But in that moment, right? If you're not acting in line with your character, from a virtue ethic standpoint, you're doing the wrong thing. It's cowardice. You're doing the wrong thing. It's rational, right? For virtue ethics, you considered the situation and made a decision that is in line with your character, right? Let's bring up another situ- situation. Situation. So, if this is the mean, generosity, on one side, it is stinginess. On the other side, it's called being frugal. All right, good job. You're willing to sacrifice to give up so. mm-hmm. Give right. up without expectation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So generous comes from an old word, which comes from the word gentry, which means people, which means to give to those who are need. All right? So the mean is when I see somebody in need... Right, I reach into my pocket, I give her or him said resource. It could be dollars, right? It could be a place to live, it could be food, whatever. all right? now, the extremes, is stinginess that's a deficiency. What do we mean to be stingy? Not share to not, not share, what up? totally. Okay. Withholding? What else? Selfish. Selfish? But not in... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sometimes selfishness can't always be in a thing. way. Mm. Sometimes selfishness is for the greater good. It could be. Mm-hmm. Or selfishness could be what we consider self-interest. We'll get to that when we look at Ayn Rand's objectivism. Because she would look at Aristotle and be like, what? Mm-hmm. Frugality, to be frugal, means, y'all seen that Oprah mean? You, you get a car. 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 Now I got it Oprah, right? Yeah. But, me just giving things away for Aristotle, he would look at that as being not in line with virtue either. What do we mean? So for a stingy individual. Again, it is this idea that I have considered what I am about to do. Is what I'm about to do in line with my moral character? It is what I'm about to do and that I should repeatedly do. Is I going to cultivate excellence? So you see them. Who in here drives? Okay, Travis. All right. So, Travis, you have been on the freeway here? Little Rock, I'm assuming? Yes. You get off on the freeway, what do you see? Who do you see? Excuse me. Homeless people. Homeless people. And what are they doing? They're asking for help. Help. All right, they're standing out there with their sign with some inspirational story or whatever, right? Give me a couple of changes, right? Now, stinginess would be looking at the individual and withholding something that you have when you have the opportunity to give it. You might have the opportunity but not the means to give it. No, you have the means. Oh, you have a means. Oh, in this scenario. Yes, oh, okay, so. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. In both cases, you have the means, right? Okay. And you choose not to. Now, you may choose not to because why don't he or she just go get a job? Or why don't he or she just go down to the Compassion Center or whatever here is in Little Rock and get the help that they need or so on and so forth, right? I'm not giving. I'm withholding. From the virtue ethic standpoint, the individual who does that, when he or she understands what it means to be generous, that would be morally inconsistent. That would be wrong, right? Now on the other end, frugality. You're sitting there in your car, and you look in your, your cup holder thing that you got right there, right? You got your 32 ounce cup, is it full of quarters and nickels and dimes and all that? And you just say, here, right? But your gas tank is like on E. And you forgot your wallet. Exactly. Why don't you So, your frugality has put you in a situation that can be quote unquote harmful. Right? For virtue ethics, again it is focusing on what is the mean what am I considering in this situation and the act that I am going to do and should be doing consistently, is it in line with my moral character? All right? Let's keep it moving. (laughs) So, one acts in accordance with virtue, with a virtue in order to be considered virtuous, act becomes a habit. It becomes like breathing. Now, two things to consider. How do I form this virtue? So, Aristotle saw two practices were necessary. Virtue formation, one is contemplation. All right, so I am considering this particular virtue. So we'll go back to generosity again. What does generosity mean? So I'm sitting, I don't know, I'm taking a walk down campus, sitting in the library, I'm sitting in my dorm room, my apartment. I'm thinking about this word, generosity. How did the word come about? Where did it originate from? Why is it important? What impact has it had on the lives of people in history, in my family, in a particular context? How have I seen generosity demonstrated to individuals? How have I experienced generosity? How has it impacted me? And when I have been generous to somebody, maybe it's a sibling, or a parent, or a grandparent, a friend, just somebody on the street, what impact did that have? You're contemplating that, you're thinking on that. The the intent is that that would so saturate you mentally, psychologically, emotionally, right, that from there, Contemplation would move to practice. So, for Aristotle, virtue formation moves from contemplation, considering all aspects of the particular virtue, thinking on it deeply, reflecting on it, writing on it, talking about it, and it moves to practice. And this practice is not a singular act. But it's a practice that becomes one that is executed, carried out, on a daily basis. And as it's carried out on a daily basis, studies have shown that when you do a particular act, and it becomes a habit, typically 45 to 60 days, research has shown. But if you conduct something, moving it from just a singular act to a habit, over 45 to 60 days, then, as a change in your own behavior patterns, and you find yourself acting with excellence, as Aristotle said. Excellence then is not an act. It is a habit. So the question that becomes then, moving forward, what are those virtues? that you do off and on, but if you thought on them, contemplated on them, and practiced them for the next 45 to 60 days, so a month and a half to two months, what impact would that have on your own life? What impact would that have on your school life? What impact would that, will that have on your professional life? as you move from this place to the next place. What impact does that have on you determining what is the good to do in relationship to this idea of justice? Maybe it doesn't require going with the mass and thinking about the society and the common good. Maybe it doesn't necessitate that I need to align myself with a particular obligation or duty, something that has been handed down from generation to generation, from grandma to mama to me. Maybe it doesn't depend on that written on stone tablets or in some holy book. Maybe it is just a contemplation Um, the good to do. And I'm thinking on that on a daily basis and then practicing that on a daily basis. The virtue that I am acquiring not only changes who I am in terms of my character and moral being, but it also changes whom I interact with on a daily basis. So, in review, and I'll send these slides out this weekend. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, it is a habit. It's a habit. This is one of the three major moral theories utilitarianism, deontology, virtue ethics. Now, if you see this on the midterm, Will you be able to distinguish the three in a scenario. Well, God, yes. Okay, we'll see. All right. Think about the questions that the deontologist asks: What I ought to do? The utilitarian asks: Will my actions produce the greatest amount of happiness for the greatest number of people? The virtue ethicist asks: What kind of life should I live? Is it a good life? How can I be consistent in my moral actions? There's the virtue mean. And on the other side of the mean are the deficiencies and the excess. And if we wanna have a formation of virtue, Aristotle said it is one of contemplation and then practice. So ultimately, Aristotle describes eudaimonia. All right. And for him, this is to be understood as human flourishing. That the individual experiences the good life of what life is supposed to be, a life that is flourishing, as he or she is living in such a way that is consistent with his or her moral character. And that moral character is developed how as that individual is participating in contemplation, self-reflection on what is good, what is virtuous, and then he or she is seeking to live that out consistently on a daily basis. So if you will, there's no ownership to the common good. There's no allegiance to the common good. There's no allegiance to this idea of common happiness. Right? There's no allegiance to some duty, principles, or obligations. My happiness, what I understand to know, is right and good and just. comes in line with my character and my name. And that is virtue ethics. What are your questions? Hey, if you found something of value, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Find us on Facebook at Dr. Philip Fletcher. Find us on Twitter at Philip Fletcher. And as always, visit us on the website philipfletcher.org.